You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Melanie. And in the future, sensors will be woven into all of our clothing so we can be monitored by our doctors and whatnot. Then at the end of the day, if you've been really sad, your therapist can call you and say, Melanie, were you watching Jurassic Park again? This is Jesse. In the future, the ghost in the machine will not need a firewall. Instead, they will be required to watch Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore's movie Ghost for, you know, safety. This is Randy. In the future, the Grolix podcast will not forget its own anniversaries. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast, episode number 41. Woo! Pointed Woo! at Melanie all. 41. So do we have 10 <laughs> episodes a year then? Um, no. Well, no. Wait. Yeah. Well, now we'll we have aver- 24, right? Oh, wait. We will have 20. We average 12 when we're monthly. So for three years, we did 12 in a year. I want to say one year there was like an extra, extra Grolix Prime back before we started Nights and Bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Ozfest one was special or something. Yeah, episode seven was like an extra one. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, twelve a year, but now it'll go up to twenty four a year. Okay, okay. I was We're... just saying forty, forty one. Those don't jive. <laughs> no, no. Given that we've been doing it for four years. Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe it's only three years. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's yeah, it's only three years. This will be our fourth year. So is this our third anniversary? Third anniversary, yeah. It feels like our second third anniversary. Baby, I thought we had been together for a year longer than we had been. You can't ask me these things, That's okay? true. Your sense of time is all off. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, well, welcome to the show. Whatever year it is. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Listen, the listener doesn't care. No. The listener doesn't take care when this is recorded. These- no, because we're going to party like it's 1996 anyways. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I had a t-shirt from 1996. I I had a graduation from 1996. <laughs> oh, I did. I had a I had a junior high graduation in 1996, and that's where I got the t-shirt. And it said, "Come as you are." <laughs> oh nice. man, right? Yep. 1996. True fact for me was the first year in which the year sounded futuristic. Really? Hmm. 1996 hit, and I remember telling people, "Be like, 1996 sounds like the future. It doesn't sound right." That didn't sound like the future to me. It wasn't until like 2000 something. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're in the future. It's just gotten more insane since 1996 to me. But it's 2017. But you know what? When I was like, oh, my God, we're in the future. My moment was not it was it wasn't 96. It was like 98, maybe. But it, whatever. They said we we knew how to clone. And they, cl- they had cloned a sheep. And I was like, holy crap, we are in the future. And isn't everybody amazed? And they all just looked at me like I was dumb. And that's when it started. You know what, though? How come we haven't cloned cool things like Bruce Lee? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't we done that? The whole Lee family. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring back, bring them back. Then we won't have to like CGI uh like people into movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you though on the cloning thing. People did not seem ex- excited as they should have been. No. Yeah. They were all mad about it. They were like, "We we can't play God." Like, we're not playing God. We're getting Bruce Lee back. We're putting the the band back together. That's all we're doing. crap. You know what, though? I think it's just because nobody brought that argument to the table. That's that's the thing. Yeah. We'd have. Like, hey, hey, do you. uh, So you're you're the one that's going to stand in the way of uh, Jimi Hendrix joining whatever band ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every band ever. Yeah, every all band, of the bands. Every every band should be able to make their own Jimi Hendrix to join. You That's could right. you could have you could have Biggie and Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> the Notorious B.I.G. and the Wind Cries Mary. Do it. <laughs> what's what's wrong with you? Now I feel like we've celebrated our anniversary. <laughs> right, right. In fact, that was great. Show over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done. Like totally, peak. we're retiring the show. <laughs> we've hit our peak. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs> don't don't quit crying. Can I discuss something that has nothing to do with anything? Real, real quick. Sure. Okay, you've heard the name Nevea. 
Navy. It's heaven spelled backwards. That's its, that's its thing. That's why it's even a name, Nevaeh, because it's heaven spelled huh. backwards. But now people are spelled having the name Nevaeh not spelled that way. So I'm like, well, you can't have the name Nevaeh and it's not spelled that he- heaven backwards because that defeats the purpose of the name being a name. So what would it be like Haven backwards then? No, it'd be what? like Hayavena or something. I don't know. Whoa. Like it's it doesn't make any sense the way that it's spelled. And I'm like, no, because the only reason that, that Nevaeh worked as a name in the first place is because you said, but it's heaven spelled backwards. So if you can't say that, then you're just using up some made up name for no reason. I think it's cooler <laughs> without the direct spelling comparison. Really? Yeah, because when you're like, oh, I named my kid Heaven backwards. You're like, oh, so cute. your child is Hellspawn? Aren't you? That's cute. what I always say. But if you're just like Nevaeh, what's it mean? Doesn't it sound cool? Don't question what it means. It <laughs> is it? Is it? So it's not like what? Is, what would that be? It's not a palindrome. It's like a not palindrome. It's a back back in drone. Like, like just we just spelled it wrong. We just spelled it backwards. Yeah, yes. I don't know. I, I mean, I we're mean, like Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne, we're playing the record backwards, summoning Satan with his Cthulhu vodka. I wonder if anybody thinks that when they're like, it's heaven spelled backwards. They're like, are you summoning Satan with your child or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you need to say? <laughs> oh, I'm backwards? sure. I'm sure somebody is like Mr. Mixelplick. That's that's why we don't have Bruce Lee, guys. It is. <laughs> Those Nevaehs ruining the future. People. <laughs> People don't like Nevaeh, and they don't like clones of awesome people. <laughs> <laughs> if they would just get on board, get on the crazy train, and then we could have, oh man, you could have multiple Ozzy Osbournes. You could have the Osbournes. I think, I think you've, I think <laughs> I you've, probably, you've probably, sold me out of. <laughs> I probably ruined this idea just now. You huh? just, you just set cloning back like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> You're making it worse. <laughs> oh man! So, guys and guys, what are we talking about this episode? Have we already done this? I don't think we have. We're talking about no, a ghost. no. We haven't. We didn't get that far. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about Ghost in the Shell, which is coming to theaters near you in a oh, week. Oh, what? What? I feel like is, the- is, this, is this like the third Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movie? <laughs> <laughs> Ghost on the half shell. <laughs> ghost in the half shell. Shell shocked. I don't see how they managed in Ghost in the Shell. I don't see how they managed to get people to be okay with this when they straight out call it your ghost, which implies you're dead. You are dead. <laughs> you're dead. And and they took a little piece of your consciousness and stuck it in a machine. Yeah, but you're a robot now. But you're dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. Okay. Or we could just get on board with cloning. God. <laughs> I think it's interesting that they <laughs> they breached that whole like they dealt with that issue, mm-hmm. but AI, whoa, yeah. watch out, <laughs> yeah. Um, which basically it is AI, yeah. Well, once yeah. you're dead and all that's left of you is not is, is a program that's artificial Did intelligence. You say Patrick Swayze, <laughs> yeah. When you're dead and all that's left of you is Patrick Swayze, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just a, you're just a dirty dancing shell of your former self. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about we're not talking about the live action uh movie coming out here in a week because it's not out yet and we haven't seen it and we haven't seen it and it may be okay but it might be ruined it might be it might be <laughs> terrible scarlett johansson is okay though in some things really i thought you didn't like her i don't but she's you okay said she things. has like an alien face or alien she does. head or something she does i like scarlett i like scarjo men men usually do I've liked ScarJo for a while. Yeah. She's been in lots of things. I know you like her in lots of translations. Yes. That was before I even was that familiar with ScarJo. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the 1995 or 6, 1996 anime, animated film. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and get into it, right? I have, <laughs> let's I have, do facts. It. I have facts. Oh boy. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Somebody was on Wikipedia again. Oh man, what what who did it? Oh, Wikipedia. Who wrote this who who wrote this one? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to change the facts right now. So, a little bit about the manga that Ghost in the Shell is based on because of course it's based on a manga. Mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell, known in Japan as Mobile Armored Police Mo- sorry, Mobile Armored Riot Police. That's a much better name. I would love that. Really? I think that's a Mobile one. Armored Riot Police? That makes me want to break stuff. 
It's great. That's a way worse name. Ghost <laughs> in the Shell is, is an amazing title. Mm. Would Okay. If I was like, hey, Melanie, do you want to watch Mobile Armored Riot Police anime? What would you say? Yeah. Do you want to watch Tokyo Gore Police later? Yes. Okay. Well, that's an actual thing. We might watch it. Okay. Actually, I think I've seen it. <laughs> it might be terrible, but... She was an easy sell on this. <laughs> I think I've watched it once. It's 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 a thing. It's something. Anyway, it's a manga series written and illustrated by... Here we go with names. Oh, boy. Let me look. You look at it. Masamune Shiro? Oh, yeah. It was first serialized in 1989 under the subtitle of The Ghost in the Shell, and later published as its own Tonkobin. <laughs> As the taco bin? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Rolling it back. Rolling it back. Taco bin. <laughs> it was later collected, and anyway, it tells the story of a fictional counter counter cyber terror. Holy crap! <laughs> counter cyber terrorist organization, Public Sector Section Nine, led by the protagonist Major Matako M- Matoko. Here, Melanie, <laughs> are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Motoko Kusanagi. In the mid-21st century of Japan, uh, Ghost in the Shell 2 Man-Machine Interface was the sequel, which follows, this This is still the manga, which follows the story of Motoko after merging with the puppeteer, the puppet master. <laughs> the puppeteer. The last volume, Ghost in the Shell 1.5 Human Error Processor, contains four separate cases. Okay, moving on. The 1995 animated film, which will be the sub... Also, it's listed as 95 here, so my bad, I don't know. Maybe it was didn't come to us till 96. It could be. I might have typed that wrong, too. The film's plot... My facts are a little shaky. The, <laughs> film, the film's plot follows the hunt by the public security agency Sector 9 for a mysterious hacker known as the Puppet Master. With the assistance of her team, Motoko tracks and finds their subject only to be drawn into a complex sequence of political intrigue and a cover-up as to the identity and goals of the Puppet Master. Uh, to be honest, watching it today, it kind of feels like most of that doesn't really reveal itself till the last like twenty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, this is just bonus facts. In two thousand eight, uh, they released an updated version of the original film. I'm curious as to which one Jesse watched because you had mentioned something about bad CGI. Ghost in the Shell two features new audio and updated three D animation. Otherwise, it's the same movie. Apparently. Apparently, they did remove some brief scenes. I don't know what those scenes are and why they would remove them, but it did. I think I think I watched the video, uh, the original, because um, I was watching like really old school um, special features, and they showed that same CGI. So okay, okay. I think it was just ble- cutting edge, bleeding edge, uh, brand new in '96, which means it's going to look a little old now. Okay, I think I know the question. The answer to this question. We've all seen this before, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I've seen this. I think this is my third time watching it. I actually didn't watch it. Rich, I don't know if I've ever seen it in the 90s. I think it was early 2000s by the time I finally saw this for the first time. Me too. I watched it in college, so it would have been late 90s or early 2000s, somewhere in there. This is different. It's a movie. It's an anime. I'm not sure. We don't know how to. I'm not sure how to approach this. Um, What do you guys think of this? Did you enjoy it? Is all right, yeah. 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 I liked it. Uh, uh I hadn't seen it for a long time, so I had forgotten a lot of it. And I remembered it being uh like I liked it, but I, I couldn't really parse why, and I kind of still feel that way about it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, like I mean I like it for some reasons and, and yet I you know, I don't know if it's something I would normally uh ingest or whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. It's not my regular, but I like it anyways. I love this movie. I think I this is the third time I've seen it. I think I like it a little bit more every time. I like the tone of it, which is part of what I don't like about just about everything else in the franchise that I've seen. But oh. I like yeah, I like the tone. I like the themes. There are some very interesting themes about consciousness and 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 what makes the, you alive? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's interesting. And the movie uh, brings a lot of that stuff up without really diving. It like sets it up without bogging itself down in those. It's just mm-hmm. like, here's the world they live in that deals with this. And it leaves it to you to like really, you know, you know just kind of gets those ideas kicking in your head. It makes me angry. Yeah. And but that's part of the reasons I like it, maybe. 
Because it does, yeah. You've already, I said, I don't like the, you know, we're going to kill you, basically. Mm. And then ghost, your ghost can live in this machine. But besides that, also the, like, the parts where people's brains get hacked and they, like, have memories that never actually happened and, you know. that's super bothersome to me. Yeah, I know it does. That's, and that's, I've been, that ties into the whole thing I've been saying for a long time when people are like, oh, it would be cool when we could just jack into, jack into your brain. I'm like, think about a computer virus and think about what that would do to your head, like to your brain. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I like about, and even like the series, the series and stuff later plays on that too. That's an aspect I like. I mean, I don't, it's horrifying, but it's good that they bring it up. Yeah. I like the way, like this movie lingers on stuff. Like there's, I can't remember how long it is, but I want to say it's like three, almost four minutes of just like. There's a sequence that's just city shots and backgrounds and street stuff. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of the things that I'm just like, I, I'm just super impressed with. I mean, it that totally holds up. Mm-hmm. All, all of the work that they put into this uh, from the 90s. I mean, like, I don't know. They just did it so well. It didn't feel gimmicky at all. Yeah, it's stuff like that. It adds to the tone of it and it gives it room to breathe. It's not just a well put together and, and produced anime like it's a well pr- put together movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the action sequences and it's kind of front loaded there's not a lot there's a few it's mostly some gunfights and some foot chases and stuff like that but especially the one foot chase and it goes on for a while and i'm sure we'll see kind of see a version of that in the new movie where they're chasing the guy that's got the cloak and mm-hmm. she ends up fighting him in the water that whole sequence is awesome because it's real quiet punctuated by the occasional like gunfight stuff where it's loud gunshots and then it's just like low-key music and and people running and breathing yeah yeah exactly like it's a lot of this movie is very quiet Mm -hmm. which is weird because you wouldn't i don't know a movie like this especially from this time period i would assume is like you know i think it sticks in people's minds as like a crazy sci-fi actiony thing but it's actually like kind of a slow paced (laughs) Mm-hmm. as yeah we discussed a little bit off mic slow paced and deliberate and it takes time to breathe and even the action sequences echo that mm. melanie fell asleep during it today shut up <laughs> well melanie might I, be sick I, but... fell, I fell asleep uh during it when uh, i watched it in the 90s so i mean it's just got a pacing thing and it's but it's a great movie like you just have to be ready for it i guess mm-hmm it feels like a, a Sunday afternoon movie, as odd as that is to say, like in the way it's put together. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's put together like a 70s movie, but it's got a very strong 90s anime feel, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. You look confused by that. Movie. I'm just trying to think of 70s movies. Not in theme, but I mean. I know, but I'm, I'm saying pacing. Hmm. I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to think of, of some, but I don't know. I don't know. Some of the things I think are 70s movies really aren't, so. It doesn't count. It's, oh, okay. it's kind of like uh, Star Wars, though. I mean, like Star Wars has, you know, for all the things that people remember, it's got a lot of slow beats. Mm-hmm. You know, like they spend an awful lot of time with Luke just trying to find Obi-Wan and running around the desert. And, you know, it, and then later on, the action kicks in. So I didn't I was going to watch the sequel, the Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence or Ghost in the Shell Innocence. Also, just I don't know, just because I've been meaning to rewatch it and I didn't get a chance to. But from what I remember of that, it's like more so it's much more of a slow character piece. And you're following the guy with the eyes. You know what I mean? It's the yeah, yeah. her partner with the eyes. I think mullet man might be in there a little bit. (laughs) Mullet man. But if I remember right, I've only seen that one once. It's even slower. It's more of a slow character piece. Mm -hmm. But Melanie and I watched a scene from it on YouTube the other day and talk about cg and this and that was made in the late aughts uh so like they have pretty advanced cg but it almost doesn't work there Mm -hmm. because it seemed too detailed and then when you've got the traditional 2d flat layers it just was too much of a clash Mm -hmm. and and well partially might be the scene that we watched too which is very detailed it's a spectacle scene it's the parade scene from ghost in the shell innocence but i don't know why i brought that up if you're trying to compare, mm-hmm. um, the original is the best. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the original, um, like they decided that uh, the character was going to be way more mature 
than in the original manga. Like in the manga, it's a younger gal or whatever. Okay. And so in the, in the movie, uh, you know, it's and I think that's interesting, and that plays forward to what we're going to see in this live action movie. In that, you know, it's Scarlett Johansson. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Um, I know that the original stories were published in a magazine that was geared towards pedophiles. No, <laughs> younger boys. <laughs> you know, just the ones that drive around in bear suits in a van. But it was direct. I think it was directed at a younger audience. Oh, okay. Or people that like a younger audience. Well, I guess there's that. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of it going around in certain cultures. <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't have a whole lot of stats for that part of the world, but let's not alienate all of them. Well, I'm not. Just the pedophiles? Just the pedophiles. <laughs> I can alienate the pedophiles all I want. Nobody can give me crap for it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like alienating pedophiles is now the title of this episode. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not alienating maybe, pedophiles. Maybe so. <laughs> episode forty-one. Happy anniversary. Oh. Happy anniversary, pedophiles. No. Ooh. <laughs> oh, there's the line. No. Huh? No. Don't. Don't greet. Don't <laughs> greet them. Okay. Sorry. No. No. <laughs> Um, well, we can get some type of traffic hit if we put a file in the title. I know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're not that person, Randy. We're not whores to the hits. <laughs> we're not pedophile whores? Nope. No, yeah. We're, we're clickbait. <laughs> we're not clickbait. Clickbait whores. I'm wondering how much of this conversation will end up in the final episode. <laughs> yep. Depends how I feel while I'm editing it. Yeah. All right, right. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> meh. <laughs> but yeah. Have we, wh- wh- I feel like we're missing part of the plot. Like, what? Oh, we're missing a big part. What else? Well, yeah. Like, the part what, I fell what else for? is there to say? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, she starts, we were talking about the slow pace and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there is, there's a lot of her just like kind of checking out the chewing on the scenery, you know, like floating in water. Yeah, and then like listening to her ghost or whatever, and that that becomes like this whole thing. Yeah, it's like, hey, where? Because like they can communicate. Uh, I don't know if it's telepathically because they're robots, but like they they can get in into each other's heads via comm channels or whatever. And uh, every once in a while, like they'll hear a voice, and and he'll be like, "Was that you?" And she won't know. Yeah, that boat scene specifically is interesting because. Yeah, it must be over like the local network or however it works because he hears it too. Mm-hmm. Like she's talking, and then another voice that's got this effect on it says some things, and he's like, "Was that you?" And she does not. She doesn't know. Yeah, that'd be weird. Mm-hmm. Not knowing, and you'd imagine it'd have a different sound, but I don't know in your brain, you know. Yeah, but it'd be weird not knowing if it was you thinking that or somebody else thinking that, and you just heard it. Melanie, Melanie made it. Something that I don't know why had never occurred to me, but later in the ep- later in the the movie, they talk about the whatever guy's translator. They talk about this guy, but the movie kind of opens with basically them assassinating this guy. Like she assassinates this guy, right? But they're also kind of like I mean, they're not cops, but they're kind of like cops. So mm-hmm. it does seem weird. I've never questioned it, but it does seem weird that they would just assassinate this guy. That that was their mission. Yeah, he just claimed um, asylum, not asylum, what's it called? Uh, you know, when you're a dignitary or something in another country, mm-hmm. you're immune, immunity. He had just, you know, declared immunity, and then she jumps down and shoots his face off. Yeah. The summary that I read, it seems kind of off, because there's no mention of this puppet master. Although, like, I mean, they're obviously on this case having to do with this guy, because you've got the garbage man who mm-hmm. has these implanted memories. But they never mention like the puppet master until like he's there. You know what I mean? Well, they said yeah. they said something about him when um they had that one chick, you know, with the crazy orgasm. That's yeah, that's what I'm talking about though. Uh-oh. That's like when it first really comes up. Okay. But they're like yeah. on the case before they get that. Yeah. But they never make mention of the puppet. Maybe they master. didn't have it had, had, had didn't a have a connection yet. Oh, okay. The plot's a little weird because I don't know. It just kind of feels like stuff's happening. I mean, I guess that's a criticism. Like, I like the movie. I like the tone. But it almost feels like 
the and and the story plot and the character plot or character arc is definitely entwined Mm -hmm. but they feel separate and it almost feels like the the story plot is very secondary and unnecessary because the thing at least for me that rides that that carries the movie is the tone and like finding out what's the deal with this 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 chick this uh well but the the, it, it's that her experiences in the regular storyline that lead her to have these thoughts and feelings that lead her through to her ultimate decision in the end mm-hmm. so it has to be there or it won't happen and i kind of dig the whole that whole thing too because i mean yeah ai is scary and it could kill us but if we like make babies with it that with our you know our <laughs> dead people's spirits and ai then we have at least halfway sort of human well that's things. that's completely the elon musk thing you were mentioned earlier about yeah. merging with ai yeah. yeah yeah maybe he that he just watches 90s anime and comes up with these ideas <laughs> he comes up with these ideas mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right yeah him and the wachowskis they're just sitting around inventing I I, rockets that defy the laws of physics yeah i don't know if he i, I just base it because like if if there was no ghost in the shell i don't think there would be a matrix so yeah oh yeah probably not and i think it's been noted that uh the wachowskis uh they they're heavily influenced by by this work aren't they oh yeah they, they'd have to be i know they're hugely influenced by just various anime in general and i know some of the not all the ideas here are unique to ghost in the ghost in the shell but there's so many similarities even down to the choice, and this has changed in the re-release 2.0 version, but down to the, the credits for Ghost in the Shell, where it's the very, the green Matrix-like green letters mm-hmm. that come oh, down. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, heavily influenced. Uh, speaking of influences, um, what do you think about the music? Oh, yeah. I like the music. There's that one song. What is that one song? Like yeah, one it's got song. a theme theme that runs throughout it. But the voices, yeah, is that the? I can't do it. Every time I do it, I I think I end up sounding offensive yes, to a it. completely different ethnicity. Maybe um, we can insert insert music here. I can't, I can't do it. Um, I like the I like the music a lot, and I don't like every time I'm like when I think about watching this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, I get to hear that music again. And then I started, and I'm like, what, what, what is it about this music I really like? I like the voice, Bobretto, crazy thing it does. It's very unique. But then when it's not doing the main theme, there's some cool synth music in there, too. So I mm-hmm. enjoy that. Yeah. At one point, there's a sequence where, like, 80s, 90s, late-night TV guitar music kind of comes in <laughs> uh, towards the end while this, they're doing this, this, this operations going down. Not like a surgery operation but like you know yeah. they're doing things action An things op. in op midnight op i've been listening to lots of mm, ambient maybe is what i'm thinking mm-hmm. stuff lately and it feels like that to me a little bit mm-hmm. some of it at least well even the scene i mentioned earlier the one of the probably big notable action scenes were chasing the guy around and fighting in the water i like that scene because it's kind of like it's kind of quiet and low-key when they're not firing guns and exploding armored vehicles but there's there's even some score there that's cool that's kind of a simple uh little kind of synth line melody Mm -hmm. there that's that's pretty solid i think that goes a long way to adding to uh the feel of the movie it's kind of like it's not downbeat but there's kind of like a a sadness to it a little bit well it's kind of a sad movie yeah it's like you're bringing up that one time uh with the sequels where everything looks really clean I like it better the way that it should be, the way that the world is, where in certain areas, yeah, it's going to be crisp and white and, and nice, but then down in the streets, it's going to be dirty and there's going to be trash and filth, you know? Yeah, that's one thing where I think, um, and I haven't watched all of this TV series. I watched a good chunk of at least the first standalone complex series, and that's one where one area I think they really miss the mark is it's everything so clean. Even when they're out in the streets, it seems clean. And part of what's cool about the Ghost in the Shell world, which is not completely unique to itself, it's kind of, I think I've seen it described as a neo-cyberpunk, you know, future Tokyo thing, but it is gritty and dirty 
that was a that was a thing that I was kind of wondering about while I was watching was like what differentiates genres uh, across like cultures because yeah in America we would definitely call this cyberpunk mm-hmm. um, but it's very much just uh, typical sci-fi anime for the Japanese so like is cyberpunk kind of a borrowing or is there a difference between the two? Is everything Tokyo just cyberpunk? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's just cyberpunk. It's Tokyo. They yeah. invented it. That's it. End of story. Have you, Jesse? Have you seen the trailers for the live action movie coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, we just watched uh, the trailer today because it was on the front end of uh, the arrival. Okay. Oh yeah, we're supposed to see that sometime. Yeah, you guys would love it. I think. I mean, I'm sure we will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've heard enough good things at this point that I'm very curious to see it. I was initially. I don't, I don't. I didn't know anything about it really. I knew there was aliens. That's about it. And so when when it got into what was actually going on, I was like, "Oh man, that just kind of blew my mind." Mind blown. Got to see it now. Mind blown. Yeah, yeah. And and so like from the trailer of the new Ghost in the Shell, it looks like they're obviously because Holly watched bits of it with me, and she said, "Man, that's uh, practically panel for panel." I mean, kind of thing even though there's not really panels in this, but it's like clearly pulled mm-hmm. from the 95 film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, at least over here, it's hard not to compare certain things to something like Blade Runner, where, sure. I mean, Blade Runner was pulling from Neo Tokyo type cyberpunk influence. Yeah, the live action, the trailer for the, the city shots are interesting because it's almost like overdone in a way. Because I was watching this and like looking at the city shots, and they're it's futuristic but still somewhat grounded. Mm-hmm. And the trailer, like the they've got these, and of course, you know, it's been over twenty years since the original movie came out. So our futuristic future is going to be a little bit more futuristic than you know. But they have sure. like the weird holograms, like building size holograms of people and stuff. I'm assuming it's like ads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me more of Blade Runner than Ghost in the Shell actually does, the animated movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see that translated to what a modern today interpretation of what a uh, post cyberpunk Neo Tokyo thing would be. Many words. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I know what you're saying. Though. To describe one concept, having like 14 words to describe one thing. Well, if you throw enough in there. People can't say you're wrong because they're like, well, those two words were right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neo Tokyo might be wrong, but there's a cyber in there. You got to be careful of the cyber. Well, punk. Punk, though. <laughs> right. That's kind of. Careful, kids. You know. Watch out for the cyber. Yeah. Don't don't just willy nilly with your cybers. The cyberpunk, though. Cyberpunk yeah. is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're a cyberpunk. <laughs> Anarchy in the UK with computers. How do you guys feel about 1995 anime animation? And, you know, this is a motion picture. It's a film. So a lot of I'm assuming, you know, film like over here, feature length gets more resources, more money channeled into it than a series. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel about 1995 anime animation versus more modern anime animation? It's crazy. Like this is kind of the birth of what modern animation has kind of become. Because this is uh, like looking at the special features on the on the disc, they were actually scanning you know, like they were doing cell animation, traditional style, but then they were overlaying that on top of like computer uh, rendered animation. So they were taking all these things and splicing them together in a program and then applying it back onto film, which is interesting because I feel it almost because I didn't notice cg type elements that much in this compared no, yeah. to some modern things so it almost feels like even though they're working with um older technology it feels like it's integrated better mm-hmm. more seamlessly the, yeah, than- yeah the only the only bad cgi you know like we kind of referenced that i thought there was some bad cgi was when they were tracking the puppet master like in that chase scene where they're tracking him oh sure um, and they they show the computer interface and I was like, okay, well, that's the only part that doesn't feel, I mean, and I don't know how they would make it mesh better, but that was the only time where I was like, oh, okay, this looks like reboot or something, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't, 
quite mesh with everything else, but everything else meshed so well. Yeah, no, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. It was just like the map or whatever. That was it. That was my, if I have a complaint, that's it. Everything else is so ahead of its time. Yeah, it's, it still has that older style animation that not even just anime, but in general, you've lost that. And I guess technically modern animation is smoother. I mean, it is. It's smoother because it's computer aided, like every aspect of it is. Um, they yeah. don't need a, somebody to tween every frame. But I kind of like the slight roughness to older animation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And especially certain scenes in something like this, like there's crowd scenes or something. I like to look at the other characters in the background, just the nobody's doing their business. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, somebody spent a lot of time drawing that person doing that thing. And it's just some yeah, yeah, character in the background. There's a lot more detail, which is weird. You'd think making it easier would, would make them add more t- detail, but that's the opposite of what's happened. The, like the computer generated stuff has a lot less detail than the older stuff. So that's one of the downsides, but yeah, it's more slick and minimal yeah. than, than what we were seeing like that. Like, in particular, I keep thinking of this, uh, the chase scene where the guy is just standing there in the crowd and, uh, like people are just walking past him. And I'm just like, oh my God, the level of detail in this shot, mm-hmm. uh, on all fronts, on the CGI front, on the animation front. And it just looks beautiful. And it's just a scene of a guy standing there with people walking behind him. And I'm, and I found myself actually taken out of the film for a second going, that's, that's top notch. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It reminds me. We need to watch that Arabian movie. Oh, the Aladdin that came out around the same time as Disney's Aladdin and got overshadowed. Yes. Even though it took like thirty-five years to animate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we Ooh. need to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. That could, should be a thing we do for here or something. Track it down. Get us a copy. Okay. Why not? Because that's not something that's widely heard about, and somebody worked for 35 years animating this. Animating this. I know, it's got to be amazing. I've heard the detail in it is insane. Make it so. We'll put an episode to it. Okay. Yep. Um. Okay, so what would you guys say, what's your favorite thing about this About movie? the show? The movie? Yeah. Mm. Is that a weird question to ask about a movie? I, I mean, basically, what I just said was like those scenes where the ambience, the, the environment, the... I mean, it was just so well done. I mean... You don't feel like you're watching what Americans would derisively call a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, it doesn't feel like a cartoon at all. This is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's animated, but it's as close to live action as you're going to get, which is bizarre that we're taking it one step further and making it live action. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. And it feels like more mature story uh, filmmaking than most live action movies that come out anymore. Mm-hmm. right conceptually and you know in execution and style but also in like it'll put out little things little concepts or little um character beats and then not feel the need to like wrap it up in some like clumsy way mm-hmm. i can't think of specifically what but there was a couple things where they mentioned these things that could be developed into a full could be its own subplot or this other thing or or a source of drama but it's just there and then they never come back to it because it's just just there, just yeah. there like to think about. She, like she lives alone, and they don't feel the need to explain it. Yeah. Oh, 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 I did think of one other thing that I wanted to mention. I'm glad I thought of it. At one point, she's April O'Neil. Oh yeah, I remember. She, she's <laughs> wearing this like yellow outfit, and she totally looks like April O'Neil. Like a jump, like a jump. Is that what those called? Jumpsuits. What, what yeah, yeah, it's like a, yeah, 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 yeah. She just needs. Oh, the she right does kind of have that hair almost, uh-huh. with, with the exception of the extra little uh, bangs or whatever in the front. She would totally be April. What do you guys not like about this movie? Okay, well, I had one big question. Okay. So, like, like at the very beginning, she jumps off the building and she's naked, and I can explain that away because she has that, like, optical, thermal optical uh, camouflage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is she but then, naked? like, well, I mean, like, she's a robot, but, like, na- a robot naked, naked robot uh, jumping off the building, and then... Like, not even 15 minutes later, the big chase scene, the guy just has a poncho that does the same thing. Yeah, it's like she's got... Because it's like she has a naked suit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she doesn't have nipples at that point. But during the whole big intro credit scene, she's made with nipples. 
Yeah, that's why I'm saying I don't think right. she's naked. I think that's an, I think that's just a suit. It's like a naked suit that you see the very CG version of um, ScarJo in the trailer. She's okay. got like a naked suit. I think she's rocking the naked suit. I think so too. Like she's naked, but there's a couple extra seam like lines and no nipples. So right. it's a suit that just matches your color, your skin color, and has no, no, nothing. Yeah, but it but could be a poncho. <laughs> yeah, or it could just be a poncho. <laughs> but it's it's quicker to run in a naked suit than a poncho. Well, and there's a couple different versions because at one point, like oftentimes she's wearing the VR looking uh, visor or yeah. glasses that you know I don't know how they work, but at one point I think there's like this clear veil thing that hangs yeah. from the bottom, and mm -hmm. when she reappears later after using it, the veil thing like opens, like that's as if that was part of it. Uh huh. It's like what's that little veil gonna do? Cover your face? I guess. She does have to do the weird cover her face thing yeah. at, at the beginning, too, where she like everything fades out except her face. So she uses her hand to cover her face like mm -hmm. that seems weird. Or just pull the veil over, woman. Japanese guys like to draw some naked ladies with no. Oh, oh yeah, bits. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like like it, it didn't. You know, I know I know this about anime, but like <laughs> the thing that it was like, <laughs> it just defied logic at all. You're like to me I was like, wait, wait. He's got a poncho, and it does exactly the same thing. But is is he an, a better upgraded tech than she is? <laughs> like, no, what's going on there? It's less so, but I would say because you know what? When you're running in a big fight and somebody shoots at you, if they shoot your leg, they shot your leg. If they shoot through your pants, then you have a big hole in your in your translucent stuff, and they can find you. Ah. It's not a bad all right, point. all right, it's not okay, a bad point. okay. Or he gets snagged yeah. on something. There's a million. There's yeah, a million yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's good to go with the naked suit. Naked suits are except <laughs> except like wait, hang on, I gotta get undressed so I can jump off this building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it would if it was socially acceptable to be in your naked suit all the time. I'd probably do that. <laughs> well, you'd be invisible at that point, so it would be you'd be oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess so. just hang on, I gotta put my pants on again, and then <laughs> then you can see me. <laughs> so you fell asleep this time. I don't know if you remember, you probably do, but she ends up merging with this. I'm uh, so it was AI, right? Yeah. Like it was full on AI because nice. at one point, like one of the agencies trying to tell the other agency, it was this hacker guy. It, well, he did, he did hack into other things, but it was like after an, he gave an, his anonymity and wanted to pursue his own things that weren't what humans wanted him to pursue. But she merges with him. The one, uh, section whatever six or whoever for shoots both her and the guy or and everything the, the, yeah they shoot everything up her eyeball buddy takes her head and is able to put her the new merged ghost into it's basically a child doll they even make they even allude to cultural creepiness because she the first thing she says is you know something about thanks for whatever uh, no thanks for the body or something. And he's yep. like, you know, it was short notice. I, this is what I could find on the black market. Mm -hmm. So they allude to creepiness. But yeah, then she leaves at the end to go have adventures as this child doll, ch child merged version, merged version in a child body. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose it's, you know, that's why the sequel disappointed me because I was like, well, what kind of crazy adventures can she get into now? And horrifying ones. Man, have you ever read? Okay, have you ever read any of the wait, wait, the wait. vampire books, and and rice? No. Okay, well, they, there's a the child mm -hmm. vampire, and they make a very good point in that oh, about Claudia. how how is she supposed to survive even though she's an adult? How is she supposed to survive on her own? Everybody thinks she's a kid. You know, mm -hmm. the same would apply to an, a child robot. So they would be uncomfortable, horrible times, is what I would think. The sequel, which is later, the filmmaker later said that is not really any kind of direct sequel. It's just a thing he wanted to do, I guess. I don't think has her in it at all. I don't think her character has anything to do with it. Well, she just ran off to be a new thing. So, yeah. Some of the imagery in the live action movie reminds me of stuff from that sequel, though. So I wonder if they lifted things from that. I would recommend this. I would recommend it also. Yeah, I, I would. Oh, well, like, how would you recommend it to people that... Or like, that's an old thing. So are you. You like it anyway. Watch it. <laughs> I got really aggressive. Um, yeah. It kinda, yeah. Get, get over it and go watch the thing. It's good. It does look conceptually like the characters and the backgrounds and stuff. I don't think it looks dated because it, mm -mm. 
it's got that certain neo cyberpunk look, you know. Yeah. So it's it's almost like a period piece. It's just that period is fiction. The animation does look a little dated, but I looked at a comparison of some of the 2.0, like the I was I was just going to ask, do you think it needed a 2.0? No. No. Like uh, you know, and I get I get the hologram screens and the menus and stuff like that, you know. They redid all that, and that oh, okay. kind of makes sense because that does w- look dated. But some of the stuff they did, like they'll replace like helicopters and stuff. I don't think it needed it. I thought the animation on vehicles they replaced and stuff it with walkie talkies. What's that? Oh no, they replaced all the guns with walkie talkies. <laughs> oh no, no. Han like, shot first. It was crazy. I think some of the stuff they did to update it made it look more dated because that CG. Mm-hmm. just looked painfully out of place from the few scenes I, I looked at on YouTube compared to the original, at least the original for the most part, all meshes together. And I think the animation style, it looks a little dated, but I kind of prefer that to sure. it's, it's, it's a nice midway point between it looks kind of like the eighties anime uh, animation style, but it doesn't have the super big foreheads uh, of <laughs> the eighties anime movies that kind of drive me crazy. Well, they need more space for their giant eyeballs. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't have veins uh, bulge on your forehead in Akira if you don't have a giant forehead. <laughs> That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Oh, man, Akira. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. That one's got amazing animation. That kind of rivals most other anime and animation that I've seen, anime movies. Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to recommend this one to somebody than that one, though. Yeah, I think the storyline of this one's right. much easier to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Akira doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, no. And it's kind of not supposed to. And I like that this, that Ghost in the Shell doesn't spell everything out for you, but it doesn't make a point of trying to confuse you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, and Akira was also like six volumes worth of mm-hmm. of whatever material smashed into a little two hour, two and a half hour feature. Yeah. I don't know how many volumes, but I know it was more than one or two. I need to collect a bunch of manga, like a whole bunch of it, and then read it all. Because it's very confusing to me to switch back and forth. Oh, and yeah. and then I start tra- I'm like reading stuff backwards, and I get all confused. Like, And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I just need to get it all done in one like go, you know? So you don't have to switch your mind back and forth? Yeah. My mind was kind of blown uh, when I found on... I was just like looking at things that were recommended to me by Amazon.com. And uh, the box set for the uh, Legend of Zelda anime. Like they have a box set of all the Legend of Zelda mangas. And uh, I didn't even know they had them. Yeah. And yeah. Apparently, they're, apparently they're a big deal. And I was like, oh, hey, that would be a thing. I, I could maybe learn how to read manga off of these because that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently it's a big thing. A lot of people knew about it but me. <laughs> I want to read some Full Metal Alchemist. <sighs> me too. I want to. I want to get to the end of the flipping story that we never get to the end to in anything. God. Yeah, that's a good show. Good series. Both of the series have been good. I wish there was more of some things. Me too. <laughs> like Attack on Titan. Well, yeah, but yeah, what's that coming? That's just them being slackers. It's not like there's no more making live action movies and cute Attack on Titan in high school movies. Although they're all like high school aged anyway. I don't get it. I don't know. You're dumb. So, since we're on anime talk, uh, Dragon Ball Z, what do you think? I've never been able to get into it. It's really hard to, because they, it's like, so, they say the same thing 14 times, and then the show's over. There's like seven episodes of powering up an attack, and then an episode of attack. And I get it, because I've been there, when, with shows that are running alongside the, the, the manga or whatever, and they can't reveal stuff until it was revealed in the comic, but then do something different. Have, make it make your own side story or something i hate i hate the taking forever and making them just wait around it's you know straining and then i hate also which is this is this you, is you the one the- let's go back and revisit the past for 14 issues or episodes <laughs> or whatever no let's not let's just why don't you wait a month or two and then start over and that that that'd be preferable maybe they have to wait three years and then you're like <laughs> where's the show they don't have to wait three years they're doing that on purpose. I, it does seem like it's a common thing that they'll run out of mon- manga to adapt, and then yeah. like, crap, what do we do? Well, that's why you wait until the wait till it's over, or wait till it's close to over. What about you, Jesse? Dragon Ball Z? 
Oh, I, I just wondered because it was a thing that, uh, my brother Jacob and, uh, like his buddies, they would watch it. Uh, we all lived in the same house in college and they were really into that when, when we were all there. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I always thought I was into anime, but then, then Dragon Ball Z became a phenomenon. And I was like, I don't get it. And I can't get into it. And I feel like a whole episode would be one fight scene. And then I would come back and was like, you guys are still fighting the same guy. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I thought he just, like, smashed him into the earth and punched his face a bunch. Isn't this done yet? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's why I couldn't couldn't really get into that ever either. Some parts of it looked fun, but right. again, it would just take forever to get through anything. And then the downtime stuff would be way too downtime. Like, like is anything going to happen, or are you guys just, like, hanging out in a parking lot? Because <laughs> that's what I felt like. Yeah, that, that's that, but that's probably the worst example of all. I don't. I, I. I like. I watch. Um. Well, I haven't in a long time because my cursor roll is a piece of crap. But um. Well, and work and stuff got me off of it. But uh, Naruto. Uh huh. It sucks a little bit too, but it's not not even close to as bad as Dragon Ball Z was. But they they do the thing where you know we're almost up to the end of this big conflict, but they're not caught up with this, or they're not you know they ha we haven't we have to wait for new issues, so we're gonna go back twelve years and like let's see what would have happened if instead of doing this they did this. For you know a month, uh, and then yeah. and then we'll go back and conclude imagine the if that's ha imagine if that's what they did with uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 like, can you, can you imagine? For the last, we're out of books. So uh, what if? Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of um, <laughs> it devolves into fanfic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was like Lauren, it's the it's the uh, college years of Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me I drink and know, I drink and I know things, baby. Yeah, I would watch that though. <laughs> but it makes me think of that one show, the Glad that Gladiator show, and then the main character got sick. So for the second uh, season, they're like, let's just go back to before these people were dead. Hercules. Yeah. Was it Hercules? Well, no, it wasn't Hercules. No, was it? what's it? No, wait. I thought it was Gladiator. It's the guy from Gladiator. Well, Sparta or Spartacus? Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. The lead. The lead actor got cancer. Uh huh. So while. Well, waiting for his treatments which didn't pan out well yeah um yeah they went back and did like a prequel season mm -hmm. with characters that were dead yeah yeah and i'm like wow this is i mean it's interesting but i already know all these people are dead yeah that did kind of kill it because i fell off of that season we, we fell off that season i think mm -hmm. none of their plans will come to fruition we know this <laughs> <laughs> but something like dragon ball or something like that where it seems like it's perpetually in the middle of a stall of stalling or mm -hmm. something it's impenetrable, if I said that right, for a new viewer, unless you come in at the right time. Yeah. It's like coming into a very complex comic book series in, you know, at any point other than a designated jump on point. You don't know what's going on. Right. And you're just like, right. these characters look weird. They're just, there's nothing happening. I don't understand these guys. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm out. Yeah. And that's been my whole experience with some, with stuff like Dragon Ball Z. It's like if we ever do have to do uh, Marvel Civil War. <laughs> like. Who's that guy? No, who's that guy? What, what What's going on here? Yeah, they need like a, a Cliff's Notes. <laughs> they said it wouldn't even be a Cliff's Notes to be like, this is the encyclopedia of characters that you need to read before you can read any of the shows. I mean, I guess at this I mean, point, it, that'd just be Wikipedia. You just Wikipedia read through all of it, but... Yeah. I, do, I, think, I think we do have an encyclopedia of Marvel characters, though, somewhere. Uh, you might be right. I know we have... Yeah, no, you're right. It is Marvel. Yeah. It is a Marvel encyclopedia of characters. Because it's necessary. We've never busted it out while reading a Marvel <laughs> book, though. I know, but we could. You're right. Well, we should wrap up before too long. I did want to mention... Okay, so Jesse, you mentioned Arrival. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Knowing you, you recommend it? I would recommend Arrival, yeah. Especially uh, knowing you guys' um, like, viewing habits. Like, what you guys dig. I think you'd probably enjoy it. It, uh, it kind of... It starts out as this kind of straightforward alien invasion kind of story. But it takes some interesting twists. And my initial thought, like, I, I really didn't know if I had any interest in the movie at all because it's Amy Adams. And all I can see her as is, uh, like, kind of mopey Lois, Lois Lane now. Yeah. And I thought, oh, boy, I don't know if I can watch a whole movie of just her being mopey. Um, and, uh, you know, after I got over that fact, like, the, the movie starts to unfold and I really, really like where it went. I get it. I, I get like, why it's so uh, hailed. I like the plot twist. 
I like them all. Yeah. It's always good to twist. Good. Wait, you, you, yeah, you, yeah. you like plot twists in general or do you yes. like it's plot twists? No, all plot twists. All of them. They're all good things. Oh, what a twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even every M. Night Shyamalama. Those aren't movies. Those are crap. <laughs> Those that was thrown at the screen, okay? I liked Unbreakable. Unbreakable was good. I liked Unbreakable. Okay. Uh, apparently, Lady they in the like, water. nod back to that. What's that? Uh, apparently, they nod back to that in the most recent um, oh, uh, Unbreakable movie. Or not Unbreakable, but uh, yeah, whatever the new one is, they, they basically say that these movies kind of inhabit the same universe. And I don't know. It's like, either I like that or I don't. I don't know. Nobody wants an M. Night Shyamalan cinematic universe. No, we don't. Just because <laughs> they don't not. want the good ones chained to the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's that's fair. Yeah. He's invulnerable. Is he invulnerable to suicide grass? Or <laughs> um, what else is there? Suicide grass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Whatever crap the lady in the water. That was such a piece of crap. I, that, that's the one, one of those movies where I want that time in my life back. It was that horrible. Lady in the water. Yeah. Wasted why, my why, life. Why can't he, uh, like, like if he's so unbreakable, why can't he save people in secret villages? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, it was bad because it was marketed wrong, but it, as a movie overall, I didn't think it was that horrible. No, no. It was, it was marketed very wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I'm not, I'm not completely evil about the guy, but there's just certain things that, yeah, they're crap. There's, well, I think. Be. I wasn't wild about Signs. I don't think it's a great movie at all. It did well. I liked part mm -hmm. of it, and then the other part I didn't so much. The Village was marketed wrong. Mm -hmm. There's some great cinematography in that movie. Oh, though. yeah, there is. That's one thing, like, with a few exceptions. He's, like, his movies look great. They're put together well. Like, he could be a great director if he'd stop writing them. Mm -hmm. He needs to stop writing them. He needs a writer, yeah. somebody else, to feed him good ideas. And Editor. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of like George Lucas, like he was better off when he wasn't in control of the whole thing. Yeah, some people don't shouldn't have complete control. Mm -hmm. Like they need a, a hand to nudge them a certain way. Moffat. Um <laughs> ah. Yep. Like Moffat's Doctor Who stories that he wrote were pretty good when he wasn't showrunner. But yeah. When he's showrunner. He had time he had time to focus on just that. Yeah. Same thing with like his finale for Sherlock. It was like, what? <laughs> like, that's how that's how you're gonna kind of wrap this up. Is that we're so behind on Sherlock? Oh my goodness! I it's, didn't even know it came out. I think it's been like two years since we watched a Sherlock. Well, well, I think I think it was off for two years. <laughs> I think it was off for two years. Yeah, it's only there. Is it season three or four? I think four is the last season. Yeah, I think it's just one season we're behind. But I, I really, I th I don't they remember watching long... season three. I think we only saw two. I think we watched season three. I think we we'll did. have to fight it out later. But I mean, at this point, season one was like, what, six years ago or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, how long has this been on? I'm not a good I'm not a good guesser of time of time or length or distance. Any of that space, of it. space and time, the none space of it. And time and dimension. That's not the world I live in. Uh, so I've been watching a bunch of House of Cards. I've been binging that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have too much to say because I don't want to spoil things because there's definitely big things that happen. But it's something that I didn't think Mel was interested in. So I, mean, I could. I think you're right. So I could actually. Uh, but I think if you get into it, it's. I mean, it's a good show. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. The stuff I've seen. The stuff I've seen. It's very compelling. And the acting is great in it. Yeah. I I think it's fantastic. I've actually it, been able to binge it. So I've flown through. But it's like corporate political world. That's so not me. It's. um. That would be the only problem I have with it is it's not really escapism. <laughs> it's like. It's like, oh, I get to see my problems through a different lens. It's kind of true. <laughs> okay, so when I first started the series, like one, two, three episodes in, I was like, this isn't believable because I doesn't feel like anybody in Washington is this competent. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that reality like. seems so far out of whack of what you would assume it would be. Like if it were before this year, like right. I think it'd be a good show because it. I mean, it's still a good show, but I, I think it would probably play a little better at first because you're like, oh, this is probably what it's like. Intrigue, intrigue. Yeah. But now it's like, this is probably not even holding a candle to the insanity that's going on. Like, this seems too, how did you put it when I was trying to, too high level? Yeah. Too highbrow. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not, they couldn't follow this. 
politicians that we have right now so yeah that's how (laughs) that is a little bit how it seems but no getting into it though like you get into the show it's good but like i it's like when i got into um thick of it except this has a very different tone but i turns out i kind of like drama set in like a political workings i know like you it, do it kind that's, of fascinates that's me. why i wasn't surprised when you said you wanted to watch it and you didn't want me that you thought it was something you watch without me because it's true because i didn't care for the thing it. it sounds so boring though both of those shows but man they're good well hmm. for you it's kind I'm of glad. fascinating i'm glad you i'm glad you found something you enjoy baby but anyway it's good and it does get kind of extreme and characters die and i was a little surprised when that happened so i didn't know how like uh how seedy like the story was gonna go cd cd well maybe not cd murder's not cd murder's something else entirely yeah (laughs) i guess so but there is murder and intrigue and uh yeah good character moments it's just well put together yeah for our largely uh comic book reader audience like is there a comic kind of i don't know equivalent like if you like uh garth ennis you'll like house of guards i don't know I would say maybe something like Ed Brubaker. The, boom. You got it. I was going to say something like Ed Brubaker and some of the like noir type stuff. Yeah. He writes. If you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. I bet it would fall into there. Actually, now that you mentioned it, the music, I like the score quite a bit. Um, It feels a little noirish. There's like some Kevin horns Spacey is noirish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like almost everything. And it's Kevin Spacey playing like a. He's playing a southerner, you know, he's got kind of an accent, but he's also being evil Kevin Spacey. You know, mm-hmm. he's underhanded and dirty. I like you, Kevin Spacey. He's good at be, good at doing evil. Uh-huh. For a while, he was kind of typecast as being evil. And he, he looks at the camera a lot and does, like, a fourth wall break, and that's, like, creepy. Yeah, he does. Like, at first, you're like, you know, I was unsure about it, but you kind of dig, dig it. And then there's certain scenes where you're like, why did he do that just now? I'm ready for a fourth wall break. And sometimes he'll give it to you. Sometimes he won't. You're just like, tell me what you're doing, you know, because that's kind of how it works. The second season, I just started. I'm at the very beginning of the second season, like maybe two episodes in or three or four. I don't know. But the first episode of the second season, it goes the whole episode without the fourth wall break. And then at the end, he looks and he's like, I bet you thought I forgot about you and something like that. And it's just like, oh, it's so self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the first season ends on a pair of cuff. His his name is Frank Underwood, but I was amused that the last shot of the first season is a a pair of cufflinks that say "F you." It's like ah. that's a message to the viewer, isn't it? All right, that's it. That's all my that's all my everything's. <laughs> that's all I got. Guess what? What do you think we have some letters to read? Done. I'm thinking probably not. No, we don't. Oh, listen. Ah. If you want to chime in on something we talked about, something we're going to talk about, uh, or you just want to say, hi, you guys are great. Probably you should do that. Send an email to letters at letters at grolicspodcast.com. It's L-E-T-T-E-R-S. Letters at grolicspodcast.com. Or you could record a voice, put it in an MP3 file format. (laughs) Not your voice, but. A voice. A voice. Like, like the ghost voice Send that you're hearing PVP. in your shell. You could record that voice for us. <laughs> Send your uh, Neo Tokyo Cyberpunk uh, EVPs to letters at grolicspodcast.com. <laughs> or you get that, you get them on the phone and have them leave a message at 559 426 6427. That's 559 426 6427. Or Five five nine four comics. C- comics. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I've never set you up for that before. I just figured I'd stare at you. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Send us. Send us some. We'll we'll play it on the show. We'll address your concerns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will. <laughs> All right. So, what are we talking about next episode? Which will be up uh, April third. Bone. 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 Dogs and Harmony. I'm just kidding. Uh, the, oh man, thugs? <laughs> that would be that'd be an interesting follow up. I used yeah. to love Bone Thugs up until the Art of War. After that, okay, they kind of lost me. Yeah, I was sorry to get your hopes up. No, it's just gonna be the comic. We're not gonna discuss Bone Thugs. Well, like, maybe we can do that as a secondary. Are we going all? Are we going like creeping on the come up, or are we gonna do East 1990 and 1992? Well, there might be some thugs in Bone, and then we'll we'll 
definitely discuss those bone thugs. Yeah. But we might probably don't have harmony. So. Don't give props to the devil. Okay. That was a <laughs> that was a message on the inside of the case. It was like a hidden message in the jewel case uh, cover of the jewel case itself for East 1999 Eternal. That's an inside joke that deep cuts. Very few people probably got. Only the people that had that album. It was a good album. I liked the original cut of the Crossroads better than that radio popped up cut. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? <laughs> I'm going to keep. Okay, no, we're going to talk about Bone Volume 1. I'm assuming Volume 1 seems like the place to start. And that's I think it. that's actually what it. I think that's actually what's on it. I think it was a very specific, oddly specific pull list. Oh, pick. good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a very like serialized story. So it. That struck me as something we should start at the beginning for anyway. But yeah, we'd be lost. Yeah. Heard good things about it. This is Jesse. You take all your emotions, all your anger, all your love, all your hate, and you push it way down here into the pit of your stomach, and then you let it explode like a Grolix. Pow! This is Randy. And where does the newborn go from here? The Grolix is vast and infinite. This is Melanie. What I like my music to do is awaken the ghosts inside me. Not the Grolix, you understand, but the ghosts. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube... ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grolix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grolix Podcasts. What's that? It's by David Bowie. It's a David Bowie quote. Oh. Oh. And he's a ghost. He could be a clone. He could be a clone. You could have Bruce Lee and David Bowie. Yep. I don't know what they do together, but it'd They'd be, be brilliant. They'd be the most kick-ass band in the world. <laughs> it would be incredible. Would be amazing. Oh, yeah, it would. Every, everybody would be kung fu fighting. They should cover that. <laughs> Woo. Wu-Tang. We could have Ooh. ODB. Dang. We could have Ooh. ODB Dang. back. Man, attack, attack of the Killer Bees too. I'm so mad that this clone thing is not working out. <laughs> we could clone bees and then like, you know. <laughs> that would be good too. Because, you know, like if we don't have bees, we're going to die anyways. So yeah. there you go. We won't have food. That'll be a problem. Get on cloning bees. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be smart. They, do, they have made some um, little like micro robots that are bees that just go from flower to flower try and like, oh, nano, make up for it but nano bees. That, that really is the same it sounds like that sounds like a disaster waiting yeah they're gonna cross-pollinate some bad things and then we're gonna have you know the the plant from little shop on horrors in our backyard <laughs> well i was just thinking uh, I, was that audrey too yep <laughs> swarms of robot bees sounds horrifying a little bit swarms of any kind of bee sounds a little horrifying <laughs> people are gonna hack them and put their ghosts in there Ghost bees. Yeah. That sounds good. Robot ghost bees.